Hi, everyone, and welcome to What Would My Shrink Say, a podcast where you get inside the heads of a couple psychologists and see life through their eyes. You'll never be the same. Um, all right, what are we talking about? Well, I believe we had someone ask us, um, or, or, or I, we frequently have people ask us in therapy if they're going to pass their anxiety along to their children. Mm, I get this a lot. I do too. This yeah. is a really, I mean, it's, it makes sense because it's a worry, sure. right? And so people with anxiety tend to worry. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you have children, there's nothing uh, probably more ample to worry about than your kids. Right. So, so we combine those two. And- we combine those two things and we're going to have worries about our anxiety and our children. Yeah. So what do you, how do you respond when somebody asks you, if they're going to pass their anxiety along to their kids, what are the chances of? Well, I usually throw it back at them. <laughs> uh-huh. in, a, um, in a typical shrink move? Well, or? I, I kind of like to like get our foundation straight a little bit with the question, like how mm-hmm. we frame this up. And, and so first talk about like, well, what, what does that actually mean to pass on your anxiety mm-hmm. to your kids? Like what are, we, what are we talking about? Cause like, obviously if there's any genetic component to anxiety, it's already done. <laughs> right? yeah, yeah. It's too late for that. And there yeah. probably is some genetic component to worrying. I think, I think worrying there's a trait anxiety. anxiety that's kind of yeah, definitely trait. Yeah, right. So, and I, actually, I think that in some ways that's kind of comforting because it, it's sort of like it it alleviates people of this perfectionistic idea that if I if I do everything right, they'll never struggle with anxiety, mm-hmm. which is a awful <laughs> expectation to live under, like a kind of a crushing burden to think that like you have to be this perfect parent in order to, and that it's possible to prevent your kids from struggling with anxiety. Yeah. So when this normal emotion shows up. That's evidence of your failure. Right, right. Yeah. So that's why I like the genetic thing off the bat. Cause it's like, nope, we're just going to get rid of that idea real quick. Yeah. Cause like, you know, it's probably if, you, if you're anxious, there's a good chance that at least some of that is genetic or kind of hereditary mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it's already there. Sorry. Perfect. The A plus is not, on the table anymore. Right, right. Which can be really liberating. I think that people can actually <laughs> yeah. like breathe this sigh of the relief. The ambiguity of that possibility is yes. taken care of. Yep. Yeah. Um, so that's usually where I like to start. Um, and then we get into a, more of a discussion of like, okay, to, so to what extent could that happen? Could you sort of transmit your anxiety mm. to your kids? Because mm-hmm. I think it's, I think, well, let me ask you, can you transmit anxiety? What do you think about that? I don't think you can transmit it. I don't think it's transmittable. Um, yeah, I wouldn't say it's transmittable. But surely you can, can a kid learn to be anxious from their parents? Yes, but I think that's on the child's receiving end rather than your transmittal, probably. I mean, mm-hmm. you're going to display it, I guess. You may display anxiety. Mm-hmm. And, um, no doubt kids are always watching and can learn coping strategies, so... Mm-hmm. It is possible that your um, the, the patterns of your behavior around anxiety could be learned by your child. Yeah, okay, wait, let's back. That's a super important distinction we need to mm. slow down on, I think, is that I don't think you can... Kids don't learn emotions. Right. Just because you're super anxious and they're exposed to that anxiety, right? there's no emotional transmission going on. It's right. like downloaded no into their... Right. What they are learning and picking up on is your behavior. Right. 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 So you, they may or may not, they may not know specifically, Hey, mom's really anxious about this, like the party she's hosting tonight. Right. 
but they might see behaviors such as like mm, having a bunch of drinks before people come over all the time as a way to kind of like, oh, mom's super wound up and then she has two or three martinis and then she's a lot calmer before people show up. Well, there you could kids can learn a behavior, a set of behaviors there, right? Or well, a lot of times these things are verbalized too. So people are running around saying, oh my God, the party's starting. Oh my God, I'm not ready. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, I, I need a couple drinks. I need a couple drinks. Now I feel better. Right. Now I feel better. Okay. And yeah. So I are, think that distinction between you're, you're not going to transmit your emotion directly, right. but your behaviors are definitely being observed right. by your kids and you are modeling behavior for your kids for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. A, a lot of my um, answer around this is kind of maybe. Yeah. Depending on how you behave and what your child receives, you know, there, there's a possibility. And, and we see this in research. All the, There's a pretty high concordance rate with some of these things. So, yeah. yeah. And I, I think that's, it's hard, but it's important because I think a lot of times people are fishing in this question for, no, no, don't worry about it. Like, mm-hmm. you're fine. You can't, your kids are going to be fine. Like, And the reality is that your, your children do get to see your coping methods and, uh, whether you're healthy or not, your your kids are watching you cope a lot. And they don't know exactly sometimes what you're going through emotionally, right. but they're watching you deal with certain things in certain ways over and over and over again. And depending on your kid's temperament and um, the way in which they perceive this, it could have an impact on yeah. how they develop and cope as well. So let's, So we've kind of emphasized that it's... Anxiety really isn't the problem. It's your behavior around anxiety. So let's, what are some examples of that, of like behaviors that might predispose your kids to have similar behaviors and therefore similar levels of anxiety? Like anything that comes to mind, like in terms of problematic behaviors related to anxiety? You mentioned one that might be there, which is alcohol, right? Um, yep. So kind, kind of, of medicating, num- self-medicating. Yeah. Feelings, yep. Um, and, and we do that a lot with anxiety. I think it's unpleasant to feel, so we kind of want to numb that out. Mm-hmm. And alcohol does that fairly well for a few hours. So, yep. Um, yeah. A couple I see are reassurance seeking. So being anxious and then like checking in with everybody. Yeah. Anytime you're going to make a decision, you kind of check in with someone. Are you okay? Are you mad? Does that make you frustrated? Yep. I'm or sorry. Or can we do this? Do you want yeah. to do this? Is this okay? Should we, do you want to go here? Do you want to go here? Do you want like, yep, that is definitely a behavior. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and, a, and a behavior that definitely has an impact on other people too. So yeah, other people and also your own levels of anxiety. Yeah. Um, so that's the kind of thing kids are watching for sure. Um, another one I see a lot in terms of a behavior that kids often learn from their parents is to use, you know, um, drugs and alcohol aren't the only way to numb out or avoid difficult feelings. Um, a really common one I see is chronic busyness. So this is a, 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 I think a subtle but powerful behavior a lot of kids learn is to like, you got to be busy all the time. And they learn that from often from their parents and it may be, they don't even know that their parents are doing that. Maybe their parents don't even know that they're doing that as a way to kind of tamp down on their anxiety, but they end up just doing that. And that's a really good way to be super stressed out all the time. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Is to be running around like a chicken with your head cut off. Um, And so I think that's a type of behavior that could lead to, a lot of anxiety down yeah. the road. One, well, and I see parents who kind of, who, who do that worry out loud thing where they're, where they're really worried oh. and, and, and covering the same ground over and over and over right. and over again, kind of yeah. explicitly with everybody around them. And so if you're doing that around your children, they're, they're also learning to cope in a similar way, probably, or at least mm-hmm. seeing that you're coping that way. Yeah. Yeah. 
So what about, um, so what do you do? Like you're, you're pretty anxious. You're an anxious parent. Um, mm-hmm. and you want to, maybe you've accepted what we're saying that like, yeah, to some extent you're probably, it's probably inevitable that you're going to, you're going to, your kids are going to learn some anxiety or inherit some anxiety from you, but you want to try and minimize that. Right. Yeah. What do you, what do you do? Like if you're pretty anxious and you've got little kids, right? Like how do you, how do you minimize that? Do you think like what, what comes, comes to mind? One of the first things I tell my clients um, is to to talk about emotion openly with kids. Um, yeah, we really need to start disagreeing more. Than that, <laughs> <laughs> the same thing me, I had first on my list. The great thing Go is ahead. we come from very different schools, and so however funny it is that yeah, but no, we I I, I do I, I tell parents you know to to talk about their emotions and their emotional experiences and kind of describe it, you know, that I'm, I'm wound a little tight, you know, and sometimes I have these kinds of thoughts, you know, yeah, and, and but that's so counterintuitive, right? Every, uh, every anxious client I have is like doing their best to never, never talk sh- about or show their anxiety to their kids. Cause they think, they think anxiety is direct transmission. It's that if right. I'm feeling anxious and they yeah. perceive me feeling anxious, that's what's going to lead to them being anxious, you know, which is, completely wrong right like yeah. like we said it's the behavior but you know, tell us sorry nothing, i keep cutting you off but that's okay. why why is ta- why is talking about the anxiety not only not bad but actually really helpful well one i think there's a feedback to yourself that it's okay to oh yeah to yeah. have that emotion right so and it'll to, calm yourself that. down actually yeah, yeah. Uh, and then two, I think you want to give your kids a language around this stuff and, and to start talking about, you know, sometimes I feel this way and then to also talk about how you want to behave around that feeling um, so that it's just much more explicit and out in the open um, than not. But there's nothing so terrifying for a kid, I think, to watch their parent experience something intense and not understand what the hell's going on. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. you see this with parents who are grieving and they're grieving really profoundly, but they refuse to talk to their kids about loss and, and what that means. And so the kid is just terrified. Right. They have no idea what's happening. And so I think, it, I mean, if you're worried about your children, the best thing to do is to kind of educate them about what's going on and how emotions work. And Which often just starts with sharing what you're feeling exactly right exactly the other thing too that this makes me think of is that if you if you don't do that presumably because you're afraid that it's going to make them more anxious mm-hmm. if you don't do that you're you're depriving them of an opportunity to learn how to deal with the inevitability of being anxious in right. a healthy way right you cannot prevent your kids from being anxious well that's what i mean they if, if you don't anxious. talk to them about it they're going to fill in the gaps yeah, probably in a not super healthy way. With the, with the understanding of an eight-year-old or whatever, right. however old right. they are. And, and if you want an eight-year-old solving the riddles of anxiety all by themselves, <laughs> that's, a, that's a miserable place to be. And chances are, maybe if you have anxiety, you remember what that's like yeah. a little bit. To not understand what the hell's going on with right. your body or why things are happening. Yeah, it's terrifying. But I think that can be hard for because I think a lot of adults who struggle with anxiety, they don't necessarily know what to do with it. They don't, they don't want to acknowledge it either. Yeah, because yeah. they don't know, right? Because yeah. they didn't. It's a vicious cycle. They didn't learn from their parents, and so they don't know. And so it it kind of comes back. In some ways, I think it comes back to it's like the um, the oxygen mask thing on the airplane. Mm. Like you're if you can't if you're not taking care of yourself, your ability to take care of your kids is going to be greatly sort of limited. Yeah. So I think it's it's really important to. Learn those things yourself. 
mm-hmm. understand your own anxiety and what the what helpful ways to manage your anxiety are. And then, like you were saying, be willing to share some of that. Mm-hmm. And of course, in a developmentally appropriate way, in an age appropriate way. Right. But let your kids in on that process. Why deprive them of that? Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I just think that's huge. Oh, it's an, and, and you can, you as a parent, you have an opportunity frequently to walk your kids through um, intense emotions um, and, and choose behavioral kind of responses um, that you would want them to repeat in the future, right? I, I had a, a, a client one time who uh, began to have this intense fear uh, that they would vomit, right, in public, mm. terrified of it. This person's mother, though, was so gracious and so smart. She was able to kind of quickly say, you may have this worry, but you're not going to stop doing the things that you need to do in your life. You're going to stay active in school and in sports, and you need to go to these things. You know, it's really important not to avoid doing these things because you're afraid mm-hmm. of, of this mm-hmm. event happening. Um, and that was such a, uh, that I think was such a, a beautiful piece of knowledge to, to, for this mom to give her son that yes, you may have this fear sometimes and you can still approach these things that you're worried right. about. That's huge. I mean, that's, I think that's the real key for why it's important to share even difficult emotions is because yeah. you, the last thing you want is your kids growing up thinking it's bad to feel bad. Yeah. Right. Which is what they're going to infer most likely if when they see you feeling bad, they see you either running away or trying to get rid of it. Yeah. Right? Or pretending like it's not there. But this emotion means I can't do Something's those wrong. things. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, so the doing the opposite is really important, which is literally telling like explaining I feel pretty anxious right now. Like sometimes like I get kind of worried when I'm hosting a lot of people for a party and like, I'm worried about, are they going to think it's nice enough or, Mm -hmm. and like, that makes me feel kind of anxious and, and I don't like feeling anxious. I mean, I wish I didn't feel anxious, but you know what? I can, I can still do the party and and you know what? Usually I kind of know when people, once people get here and we start doing stuff, I, you know, it tends to go well. And then I'm I'm usually glad afterwards that I did it. Yeah. Or even, Hey, I I get anxious because I do want, these people that I care about to have a good time. That's why I feel nervous, you know, and you know, I still want to have a party and have a good time. So yeah, I'm going to go ahead and invite everybody over and I'll be, I'll be a little nervous at first, but it'll probably be okay. But yeah, then you kind of model a much more effective way to kind of handle that emotion rather than, Hey, when you feel like this, go in your room and don't come out for two hours. And right. Yeah. Okay. So let me run. Um, I've got two, three, Yikes. Three kids. <laughs> Young kids. <laughs> you had to count those out loud, did you? On your hand, I saw. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, there's some, uh, the oldest is almost five, and then there's a three-year-old. Um, and so they're, they're like, coming into the age where, like, some pretty strong emotions start coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, especially mm-hmm. the, the oldest one is having some, uh, she's getting pretty angry with the middle one for a lot of things. Yeah, you know, yeah. She's trying to do her own thing in the room, and Bia comes storming in and she just really doesn't want her in a room. Right, um, right. So let, let me give you my kind of playbook for how I handle, like just last night, my oldest was, got super angry for, I, mean, I don't know what it was, the, Gabriella was like, yeah, just like in her room doing something and she didn't want her in there. Right. So super angry, um, yeah, just a lot of tears, a lot of yelling. Um, and so I went in there and my, my kind of playbook was, I, ju- I just kind of like sat with her. She was sitting on the floor and I, I didn't say anything right off the bat. I just kind of sat with her. Um, and then I asked her how she was feeling and she didn't, she didn't really respond too much. She was kind of too upset, I think. 
So that gave, you know, gave her a little more time. And then I said, seems like you're, like you're feeling pretty angry with Gabriella right now. And she looked at me and she goes, yeah, I'm mad. <laughs> and, and then, so what, what I said after that was like, yeah, I, I can see that. Like, it sounds like she was, yeah, she was kind of annoying you and doing some things you didn't, you didn't want her to do. Like you wanted some alone time. Yeah, like I, it makes sense that you're feeling pretty mad. And that's okay um, if, you're, if you're feeling mad. And then I gave that a little, little breathing room. Um, and, and, then, and then only after that, I sort of talked about, I brought up the, some of the behaviors that came from feeling mad, the kind of like screaming at her sister and um, not being uh, very polite to mom when mom tried to come in and <laughs> deal with the situation. So I tried to distinguish kind of how she felt and like, it's okay that you feel angry. Um, we don't like feeling angry a lot of the time, but it's okay. Um, and then talking about other ways we could have, what we could have done differently um, mm. as a result. So what do, you, what do you think about that? Here's my little little free therapy session. Um, how'd I do? Yeah, just fine. Yeah? Did just fine. Anything you'd add? What would you, anything you'd do differently in a situation like that? In terms, um, in terms of kind of thinking about like, what am I modeling for kids about, about emotions and, and how, to, how to handle them? Well, you definitely validated it. It's a, it's a normal experience that happens in mm -hmm. these kinds of contexts. And here are the behavioral pulls. We want to yell and scream and mm -hmm. hit and not probably the best idea there. And then you went over options of maybe a better expression of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds about right. And, and I think just normalizing that, yeah, that doesn't feel great. And that's just kind of how it feels. Right. Yeah. Right. That that's okay. And I think it's something about like, yeah, I get angry too sometimes. Mm -hmm. when, um, so trying to really make that point of going back to our, the reason I brought this up was because if you're feeling like as a parent, if you're feeling anxious or angry or whatever it is, it can be really valuable to your kids to, to show them like, yeah, everybody gets angry. Everybody gets anxious sometimes. Yeah. That's not something you can necessarily control completely. Mm hmm but what you can do is you can kind of take ownership of what you do mm. in response to that. Right? Just so big when we're talking about emotions. I think all emotions are kind of central to this idea that they're, they're normal, they're natural, they, they occur. Right. And your behavior around them is what, is what you have control over. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And like, frankly, if you don't teach your kids that, who's going to? And, and that's the truth, right? A lot of we don't get a lot of good education about how our emotions work, right. and, and and how to respond to them, and, and what behavioral pulls are there for each one, and how how certain behaviors are better than others when it comes to kind of handling some of these emotions. And um, we don't get that education, so right. yeah, I think parents are a crucial part of that for their kids. And there there is some pressure there. I'm not going to like lie. Like yeah. It, yeah, it's a task. Yeah, um, but it's. All you need are the very basics, mm -hmm. which are really just, you need to communicate that no matter how uncomfortable a feeling is, like a feeling is not bad. It's okay. Like whatever you're feeling, it's okay. And you can, you can model that by just being willing to talk about it. Mm -hmm. Right. And then folk, and then really focus on, well, my behavior is what I can control. Right. Right. And that's kind of thinking through, even though I feel X, like what do I want to actually do? Yeah. Right, what kind of lines up with what's important to me and, um, and focus my efforts of control on my behavior, not on this emotion that I think needs to go away or that I can't feel anymore. I think that's, yeah. that's really the key is to kind of accept the emotion and control the behavior. Yeah. And I, I guess if the, the only other piece of I, I, I would give is if this is new to you, I would pick easier situations to model first. Mm, that's a great. Probably don't advice. jump into uh, some really heavy 
experiences and try to talk to your kids about that as you're struggling to handle it on your own. I, I would I would pick maybe situations where you know you're a little nervous, but you can kind of talk through that and mm-hmm. and model that for your kids because your kids are gonna. In sketchy situations, you see kids look at their parents. They kind of want to know as a frame of reference how how worried should I be here, you know? Yeah. And so, you want to model a successful a round quick of example. Of this I had a client talk recently about. Um, she was late to get to some appointment or something and her kids were in the car um, and she was nervous, mm. you know, kind of nervous and visibly anxious and, and her, her um, daughter asked her, like, is everything okay, mommy? Like, what the, what's wrong? Yeah. Because my client was kind of speeding, like she could tell. Like yeah. she was driving a little differently than normal. Right, <laughs> right. And she uh, kind of used that as an opportunity to like, check herself and go, oh yeah, you know, and then she sort of explained like, yeah, I don't, I don't like to be late for things. And when I am, when I yeah. think I'm going to be late, I get kind of nervous. Mm. Um, but I know it's, it's not really that big a deal if we're a little bit late for the appointment. And yeah. so I'm going to kind of slow down and just thank you for pointing that out. And I thought like, beautiful, that's a perfect example. Perfect example. Yeah. You know, so, but that's a great point of practice in small ways first. Yeah. Kind of build up to the first. Yeah. Don't try to solve the, the family dynamic issue at Thanksgiving, <laughs> you know, with, with your, with your kids in tow for the first time. Hey everyone, Nick and I really appreciate you listening to the podcast. Please rate us on iTunes if you get a chance. And if you have any feedback or comments for us, that'd be great as well. And if you have any questions or topics you'd like us to cover in the podcast, let us know in the comment section as well. Thanks.